the people know, I know, you know. But for those that need a little reminder, can you just give us a little intro on who Danny Amendola is? If you can, put like Super Bowl rings in the background <laughs> while he answers the question. Um, right. So I, I'm Danny Amendola, born and raised in the Woodlands, Texas. Um, uh-huh. uh, football and sports has been my life my entire my entire life, my dad's a football coach. You know, I had an older brother that played football uh, at, in the Big 12, and mm-hmm. he was a great player. So I wanted to kind of follow his uh, footsteps. Went, got, got a scholarship to Texas Tech. Um, went out, played for four years out there. Uh, wasn't really sure about where I was going to go after college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the NFL was a dream of mine, but uh, was really kind of a, a undervalued, um, you know, three-star athlete coming out of high school was lucky enough to get a scholarship. Uh, thank God, because I was going to go into the military if mm. I didn't get a scholarship. Oh, wow. So, you know, got to, got to live my dream out in, in college and kind of, you know, get a free education, um, play at a high level in the big 12 and play a bunch of uh, play against a bunch of great players. Um, but as, as far as, uh, my career step going, uh, after, after college, I didn't really know. Um, I got invited to a camp undrafted, uh, went to the combine, trained for the combine, uh, didn't test so well, uh, you know, didn't run fast or jump high. Uh, so didn't really have, uh, too many interests from NFL teams coming out of college, but I was lucky enough to get a, an offer for a, a undrafted free agent spot in, in Dallas to go to their camp. It was on hard knocks. So it was like a, a lot of, uh, national recognition. Unfortunately I got cut on national TV and then, uh, and, and then put on practice squad my first year. Um, really kind of a bottom of the barrel type of guy. Um, you know, I had to build up a lot of resiliency. Um, my perspectives, uh, had to change a little bit and, uh, you know, I wasn't, I was the lowest guy in the totem pole. I wasn't the guy at all. And, um, you know, trying to hold on to as many opportunities as I could. Um, uh, I left Dallas, went to Philly for a cup of coffee, cut, put on practice squad again, uh, in my second year in the NFL. And, 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 you know, I remember I had $10,000 in my bank account. Uh, you know, I spent four of it in Vegas. I said, screw it. I'm going to have fun with this and then get a real job. Uh, two weeks after that, I got picked up in St. Louis, uh, week two of 2009. And then, um, going to the game, I'm the starting punt returner and kick returner. Uh, our, starting receiver broke his leg in the first quarter and then I was inserted into the offense and then uh from there on out I was you know pretty much a starter rotation guy where I was getting significant playing time on special teams in St. Louis got a a, a contract in New England for I was in mm-hmm. St. Louis for 4 got a contract in New England for 5 uh learned a lot in New England uh learned how to be sure. a professional in New England yeah. I learned uh from you know the best of the best there best coaches the best training staff the best nutritionists the best players teammates you know um strength staff that and and, and I learned how to be a professional there learned how mm-hmm. to take care of my body and from there my my career kind of took legs of its own um you know, I was, I was able to find a niche in the NFL. Uh, I played for a few teams after that, went to, went to Miami, which was a great time. Uh, we weren't very good, but it was a great city. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, went to Detroit, learned a lot about gratitude there mm-hmm. and, um, and ended it in, in Houston where I'm from. So mm-hmm. it kind of came full circle That's awesome. there at the end. And uh, I got to play in front of my home, 
my hometown, my home friends, uh, my family, my dad, my mom could come to a, a bunch of games and it was really kind of icing on the cake for me. Sure. So how, how far after winning the Super Bowl twice? Yep. How far into the career did this, I know you, you made a comment one time, kind of like same song, same band, yep. you know, how, how far after those big highlight years did that become kind of like, am I going to do this again this year? Am I not? Yep. So, so I've had, I've always had, you know, since my eighth, ninth year in the NFL, uh, I was in, you know, New England, I've had bad, I've had a bad knee and, uh, I didn't really know, uh, what to do to, to try to, um, replicate cartilage in my, you can't grow cartilage in your knee. So once it's bone on bone, it's really, mm-hmm. it's really hard to manage. You get swollen every week. Um, and, and I, there's been numerous times where I've walked off the field and I, and I thought it was my last game that I was ever going to play mm-hmm. probably three or four times, three or four seasons. And then, um, you know, I found a bunch of regenerative medicine, stem cells, uh, in, in which I've, um, you know, put everywhere in my body now. And I'm, you know, a huge advocate for stem cells and, and, and it saved three or four, uh, years of my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I thought I was going to be done. Um, and, and just learning how to manage my body and manage, um, rest and recovery, uh, because you're going to, your body's going to take a toll really, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, is that something the teams offer the STEM? No, they don't. So you got to kind of have to outsource, outsource that the teams will pay for it. And, 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 you know, if you're a, if you're a a player where you're going to get significant playing time, Mm -hmm. um, might not do it for a practice squad okay. player, but if you're if you're really in the mix, then they're sure. gonna they'll pay for it. It's about five six grand. Okay, that's session. something that we've talked about with like the medical team here at Collective. Yeah, potentially introducing some STEM stuff for you know certain case studies. Yeah, um, where do you where did you go for that? I went I went uh, Dr. Borgstein in Boston actually at okay. Mass General. She's great. Uh, she's I'd show up. She'd give me you know brownies, cupcakes, and cookies, mm-hmm. and I'd I'd lay on the table. They'll drill into your uh, into your hip bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you're awake for it. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes I give you a little bit of Valium. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been awake for that. It's not pleasant, but uh, they, they drill. It's kind of like going to the dentist, the drilling technique, but they, it's in your hip. Mm-hmm. They pull the stem cells out of your hip, uh, spin them, and then, uh, you know, get a certain amount uh, and then do a um, injection wherever you'd like. So okay. it takes about a month to sure. really kind of kick in and then, after that, it's 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 all it's kind of like neosporin or like some health benefits on the inside of your body. Got it. Uh, it re- reduces inflammation drastically, so I don't have to get my knee drained every week. Last year, um, I ran into uh, my good knee got got damaged, the cartilage got damaged, and I ran into uh, I didn't have time to get stem cell because it was in the middle of the season, so I was getting my knee drained every week, thirty cc's a week, and then that's just kind of you know you get older and it, you, you kind of have to weigh. Uh, you know, do you want to, do you want to play ball and, and put your body on the line? Yes. The money's good. But at the end of the day, I'd rather be walking when I'm like, you know, 50, 60 years old. So, sure. um, that's just kind of how to, how I had to weigh the end of my career and, mm-hmm. and, and, and just come to realization that you can't play football forever. So this is the first year actually not playing a season in 10, 12 years. Uh, yeah. First year, uh, I'm not playing a season in 26 years. 26 so years. So I started playing football when I was 11. Right. Uh, 
and I'm going to be 37 That's in a month. And then, uh, so I'm, I'm really, this is the, f- what was it? Week three now of the yeah. NFL season. Whereas this is kind of all new territory for me. Sure. Um, but you know, I, I really, I, I enjoy training. I enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. healthy lifestyle. I understand what it means to be healthy, uh, physically fit cardio mm-hmm. strength wise power, um, and, and you and I vibe well, I think, because you understand that you got to push your body harder in practice, harder in training mm-hmm. so that the games are easier. And Correct. that's something that I've always believed in. Whereas, you know, I, 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 you know, Muhammad Ali had a, a great quote. I'll, I hate, I hated every minute of training, but I stuck through it so I could live the rest of my day as a champion. And, sure. and that's something that, um, you know, I've really valued and, and, uh, you know, I can hang my hat up at night mm-hmm. and be, and be satisfied for, for how far I've That's come. awesome. There's yeah. something really special about that suffering that happens. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, you know we've, we've ran you know, routes in forties, hundred degrees outside in the Texas heat. Yep. And, you know, sometimes in that sauna suit, exactly. you know, so, but being ready for that moment going out of the tunnel or yeah. in the ring, you know, you've checked every box, turned every yeah. stone. So. I completely get it. No question. I know this. And if you're comfortable talking, you've made some real estate moves, right? Yep. During your career post, uh, can you talk about like what you've been doing? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe touch up on some TV time you've been doing (laughs) as well. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So, um, you know, I'm always going to do appearances and stuff like that. That's fun for, for fans and, and, and be interactive, uh, you know, where I can fit in. Um, real estate is something that I got into, uh, three, four years ago, um, just kind of on the side. And, um, you know, I got lucky here in Austin's a, a booming economy, great market, uh, for the, for real estate, this city's blowing up. Uh, you know, there's there, this city, I think has been the fastest growing city for three, four years now mm-hmm. in the country where it's just compounding every year. Uh, people need places to live. Um, you know, I've got, I've got a great partner in architect, uh, Matt Garcia, who's actually, um, a Texas tech guy too. So, okay. uh, uh, we share that in common, but he, he does a bunch of great work here in Austin. We've partnered on, on, uh, on a project here we're working on that's going to be finished here in the next seven months. And then, uh, yeah, just trying to, trying to absorb as much as I can mm-hmm. about real estate, about how it works, about building, about development. Sure. And, um, you know, it's something that you can carry with you for the rest of your life. And, 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 and you know, I, I really feel like that, that holds value to your portfolio and, this city's a great place to do it at. So, you know, I'm learning it's, it's new for me. I'm definitely a rookie in the real estate game, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've, I have the good thing is I, I partnered with great people and, and they teach me a lot of stuff. Um, in, in terms of, you know, kind of the, um, appearance stuff. Um, I actually just got back from Jordan. Uh, I did this, yeah. uh, I did this special forces training. I'm glad we can um, talk about this. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it, what it is, it's basically a bunch of ex athletes, um, a, a bunch of, uh, celebrities, uh, get together. There were 16 of us total, uh, go out to Jordan in the middle of, of the desert. We're basically no cell phones. We're in a tent and in every single day we have, uh, rigorous training that these special forces guys that would put themselves through to get ready for, you know, a particular mission or just kind of uh, honing their craft a little bit. Um, it was something that I was really looking forward to get out there and, and, and kind of test my body a little bit, see where I can stack up against what these, uh, special forces, uh, guys can do. And by the way, they're nuts. Um, but it was a great experience, <laughs> man. We, uh, we were out there for 10 days in a tent in the middle of the Jordanian desert. Can you talk about any of the exhibitions you've had to go through 
or not yet? Uh, I can't talk about all of it yet. Uh, it's it's coming out. Um, I, I want to say in January they they put out a couple feelers and and um, it's going to be on Fox. So okay, it's going to be kind of like. Um, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night, you mm-hmm. can catch it when you're after, you know, finish eating dinner, um, and, and see a bunch of ex athletes trying to be, uh, GI. That's Joe. awesome. So, All right. We'll tune in for that. Yeah. And then you, you, the gang got back together in LA recently too, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. We had, uh, um, we got, uh, 80 for Brady coming out. It's a movie, uh, <laughs> about four, four wonderful women. Um, Jane Fonda, uh, Lily Moreno uh, and a couple others. Uh, uh, Sally Field, who uh, I had a couple lines with in the movie, and basically the the movie's about f- you know four uh, women who have been battling you know d- various um, adversities in life, health wise, and, and they kind it's kind of like The Hangover, mm-hmm. a little older generation of The Hangover. They go on this lavish trip and they actually break into our locker room. Incredible. Uh, at halftime uh, of the Super Bowl, <laughs> we were playing. Uh, it was Super Bowl uh, Fifty One in Houston. Uh, we were playing against the Falcons, the twenty-eight to three comeback game, and they broke into our locker room uh, after the game, and we have uh, great dialogue with them. I, I had a, I had a, I had two or three lines with Sally Field, and uh, get, getting to know Sally actually before we started the film. Uh, I got to know how she really was taught the art of acting. And we had a long conversation and, and, and her art, uh, her craft was based around improv. So you see Sally Field in all these awesome movies. I remember Smokey and the Bandit was was my favorite movie growing up. So I had to tell her that. But um, so she got all her uh, instincts from acting from improv. And, and my my two, three small lines turned into like four or five lines. I'm curious to see what makes the cut, but it was awesome to work with her, man. She, um, very comfortable. She comes in and, and, and she's basically the lines are the lines, but she's just talking to you mm-hmm. and, and you gotta, you know, keep the conversation going relative sure. to what the scene calls for. It was my first acting experience okay. really. Um, and with a real actress and, right. and, so, and she, <laughs> she killed it. It was great to, great to just, you know, I was freaking out because, you know, I, I had a childhood, she was my childhood crush mm-hmm. on, on Smokey and the sure, sure. And she was, and, and I was like, I can't believe I'm talking to Sally Field right now, but and, she's uh, teaching me how to be an actor. Rob, Julian, they were all there too. Tom, uh, Tom was there. Tom kind of put it all together. Uh, I think he's, he's working with the film in some regard, uh, but he brought us back. Yeah. Me, Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman. So okay. it was, it was great, man. There was a lot of downtime, uh, between scenes. So we got to really hang out. We were in our full uniform. So it was kind of odd and, and we were kind of like turning <laughs> back the clock a little bit. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we had a couple of footballs. So we were, we were, we were throwing the footballs back and forth, just mm-hmm. talking shop. We actually went on a, we were and we had a couple hours, so we went on a run together, full uniform, in the parking lot of the Coliseum. Sick. Uh, so it was great to just get get back together with those guys, and, and and you know they've done so much with their career. I was trying to count; I couldn't even count how many Super Bowl rings we had in the room, honestly. Because amazing, you know, with Tom and Gronk and Julian, who's both they've had three. Tom has six. I can't even. I mean, I have two, so it's like. I got, you know, I was done counting that after, yeah, after yeah. Tom. So that's special, um, but yeah, it was, it was good. To, it was good to get everybody back together and mm-hmm. keep the dream alive. Yeah. 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 I, I hope there's some behind the scenes footage. There is. Yeah. I got some B roll. <laughs> I got some B roll. Speaking of uh, acting, please tell me you saw that recent clip with Eli Manning. 
Oh, when he goes to Penn State? Yeah. Amazing, dude. dude. He's Amazing. unbelievable. I didn't yeah, realize how far. I mean, Vic, uh, Victor Cruz, a uh, good buddy of mine, told me some stories back in the day. Yeah. Playing with him, but he's hysterical. He and, a, he and Peyton are great. Yeah. I, you know, I, I have never met Eli. I've met Peyton a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the most charismatic <laughs> people I've ever met. Yep. Uh, I can only imagine what it would be like being in the huddle with those guys. But yeah, I was wondering if, you know, how long that joke, I mean, when, how, when did they know at Penn State Eli Manning was underneath the disguise. Chad Powers. Or Chad Powers. Was? Yeah, it's, he did a great job, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was hysterical. Yeah, he's like, I was homeschooled. I didn't yeah. go. To My mom taught me everything. Just go along. Chad, yeah. to get it there. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. That was dude. cracking me up. Yeah. Uh, so you talked a little bit about your training. I know what you do. Um, how often are you trying to get it in? Yep. So um, actually, uh, I had I suffered a, an injury in doing some special forces training. Mm-hmm. So I got a uh, surgery on my um, rotator cuff and then I had an old injury in my shoulder with a bone spur. Mm-hmm. So they clean that up and, and I'm really just kind of rehabbing that right now. Yeah. Um, just, I just uh, was able to run really like I want to uh, a couple weeks ago. Amazing. And then, um, you know, the strength isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm really kind of um, limited to lower body mm-hmm. right now and, yeah. and, and just trying to, trying to stay strong, trying to stay fit as much as mm-hmm. I can. Um, you know, I've always been a believer in, in, in don't let what you can't do limit what you can do. Sure. So, you know, I, I try to find ways to adapt my training, whatever it may be dealing mm-hmm. with injuries in the past, you know, you yeah. in football, you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're really just going to stay stagnant and, yeah. and, and, and that's not beneficial for business. So can you talk about like your psyche or just like how you get through those moments because you're a mover you know whether it's running biking surfing yeah injuries for guys like us where movement is our freedom right if i couldn't do what i do every day my movement my running whatever it might be boxing yeah i mean i'd really have to like do some deep you know (laughs) self-reflecting to kind of get through those moments no question man and and it's it's as simple as sleep for me honestly i can't go to bed at night without really exerting myself that day Mm -hmm. or getting a run in or a bike or or finding something to do outside where it's taxing right uh so you know i don't a lot of sleepless nights you know staying up watching netflix wondering why i didn't work out that day is what keeps me going keeps me motivated so Mm -hmm. uh i'm always going to be active i'm always going to be doing something whether it be biking surfing you know, I'm trying to get back on the pickleball game. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, uh, tennis, you know, uh, run route, go run routes mm-hmm. for guys. Sure. Uh, I'm training a kid today in, in Dripping Springs, uh, a young receiver that, you know, has hopes to go play at the next level. And, and just stuff like that really keeps me going and, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, keeps my feet on the ground. Yeah. I tell people when I let them know, like, or if I post, like, we went for a run. Like, hey, can you keep up with him? I go, depending on how the weekend he had. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually, usually yeah. it's a. Uh, if you're hanging out with. I the, remember one time we had a, I had a rough weekend and it was a two, three day long weekend where yeah. I had some buddies in town. And we went, we hit a Monday run mm-hmm. and, and I was feeling there. good for a second. And then it was like, you know, you can't really treat your body like crap and expect good mm-hmm. output really. And I've known that forever, but right. now the off season comes around. And, it's like, and what got, did we do? Got, it was 40 down, 40 back rest the remainder of the minute um we would go i think uh that particular day we did 2060s mm-hmm. we go eight seconds down 30 seconds rest and 60 yards down 30 seconds rest mm-hmm. 
and then and then hit the 60 again after 30 right. seconds in eight seconds so mm-hmm. you got to kind of keep the intervals alive sure and i remember i think 16 17 came about and i was i was sucking wind yeah i was like all right holy shit this might be the first time <laughs> i got him <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but uh yeah man it, it, as long as you're kind of constantly evolving constantly mm-hmm. moving um you know it's there's always room for improvement obviously so Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just got to get out there and do it, man. Right. It's, there's no, there's no magic pill you could take. Uh, you know, you got to get out there and, and put the work mm-hmm. in and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, depending on the work, you'll get the results. So for sure. That's what I tried to talk to a lot of my clients and peers. You have these people that are dominating their craft. Yeah. Fortune 100, 500 companies, yep. you know, and they just, they did it. They're at the pinnacle. Yeah. Right. Portfolios you know, multi-billionaire, you know, yep. caliber. And it's amazing. However, they just can't stick to a deficit for a few weeks. You know, right. they can't come to the gym. Right. They so that's something that I really get fired up about because here's this guy that's amazing, you know, yeah. or, or a woman that has crushed it in their career. And here's an avenue where they're lacking that yeah. I happen to be really good at. Yep. And me teaching them, helping them set up these pillars. Yeah. I tell people it's all about momentum, you know? Yeah, no just, question. Just, just, just go. Just, just show up, up. Do it again. Going. And then yeah. the next day. And then the next day. Yeah. The, the biggest thing I see with, with guys, and you can kind of attest to this, is they'll get into the weight room for three, four days. They'll get sore. Mm-hmm. And then they'll shut it down. Yeah. And they'll be I mean, you have to work through the pain yeah. work through the soreness mm-hmm. and get to the other side of the hill. For sure. And 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 then you're stacking up mm-hmm. your, you know, you're stacking up right. weights. Your times are getting better. It's easier. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you're you're actually growing there. What I you know goes to like the notion of overtraining too, yeah. right? Yeah. I tell clients, right, sessions are about an hour, 50 minutes to an hour, right? Yeah. And people are paying a lot of money. So like I get it. Yeah. Once in a while. The session might be 48 minutes, 50 yep. minutes, and then they'll kind of be out of breath, exhausted with, oh, yeah, 10 minutes left. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're done. I'm seeing yeah. you tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For example, uh, we were shooting three podcasts today. I had 45 minutes. I did 1,000 meter sprints. Yep. A bunch of deadlifts, some hang cleans, some broad jumps, yep. cold plunge, 35 minutes. Yeah. I'm done. Yep. If you're being efficient with your time, yep. you don't need to be in the gym for an hour and 90 minutes exactly. because you've put in the ample amount of work exactly. and now, okay, it's done. Go about your day. And you'll probably get something before the day's Potentially, end Potentially, yeah. Yeah, Potentially. something. So completely agree. And that's something that is big for me with this podcast too, is just correlating. Okay, you've been, you're at the top 1% of your craft right. and in the world in terms of, you know, your financial situation. Now let's get you in 10% body fat. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. So, and I've kind of even to take that even further, I would even uh, go ahead and say when you're pushing yourself and, and when you're on your eighth, ninth, hundred yards sprint mm-hmm. and, and you're, you know, you have your fortune 500 company and you're not really in tune with your body as mm-hmm. much, as much as you push your body through the, the pain and you don't want, uh, to do it, but you do it anyway, mm-hmm. your mind for me definitely expands. Big and time. at the same time, I see benefits off the field from being uncomfortable 
on the field. So sure. I, it, it, you know, it, it'll make me take a call that I don't necessarily want to take, or it, it'll help me persevere through, uh, t- being tired in the morning and I have mm-hmm. a meeting for real estate or right. stuff like that. I mean, the activity, pushing your mind through the pain and activity will exponentially help you off the field as well mm-hmm. too. That's what I've come to terms with. And, and that's another reason why, you know, I feel I value, uh, training at, yeah. at a high level. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. I tell people this is, this is your your life. This is a part of your yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. You don't need to yeah. post every time you work out and tell your friends, yeah, I worked out today. I you know. know? Just, yeah, exactly. just do it. This is just like it, yeah. drinking water for exactly. me. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, if you don't mind sharing, we're involved. Uh, once in a while, I'll do some angel investments or try to get involved and help with some sweat equity or connecting the dots for people. Um, I know we both share one company ladder. Yep. Um, are there others? that you feel comfortable sharing? Um, yeah. So, um, ladder's really the only, um, app or, or workout, workout uh, app that I'm involved with now. Okay. Um, anything outside of that? Outside of that? Not really. Just the real estate. Yeah. Thing. Just really, just real estate, you know, heavily in, in, in the stocks That's awesome. and bonds. And, um, you know, I have a great financial advisor I've been working with for, um, 10, 12 years now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I didn't know that my road was going to be so long in the NFL. Thank mm-hmm. God it was because it's given me a, a given me a great position to to make smart investments. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm constantly looking, constantly, um, you know, evaluating and analyzing sure. um, opportunities. And um, I haven't really jumped on it like I want. I'm, I I want to give real estate a real chance. Yeah. Um, which you know, the thing about real estate, you know, it takes it takes time. It takes two years Mm -hmm. to knock something down, put it back up and and see a return from it. Uh, it's a long time. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to accumulate more, more land, more property, uh, more development opportunities. Um, yeah, that's exciting because we, you hear the stories, we've all heard the stories with, especially with athletes. Yeah. You know, they're getting used to maybe 200 grand checks every week, every two weeks. Yeah. And the next thing you know, those aren't coming in anymore. Yeah. Man, I have I have this conversation with a lot of young guys that come in the league, um, just about, and it's hard to get started because you know you have you know your blinders on as a rookie, as a you know a second year guy. You're trying to stack as much paper as you can, mm-hmm. and and that insight to investing smart isn't there. But also because they haven't gotten to that point yet, right. um, you know I always tell guys it takes, and even in the NFL, if you're a high draft pick. Uh, you're going to have enough equity to invest. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in my case, I was undrafted free agent. So, you know, it took me four or five years, six years even to, to get enough money to make a, make a dent in investment world. Mm -hmm. Um, But as soon as you, you know, you invest smart, you start seeing interest and then you start compounding that interest. You add another gear in the chain and, and, you know, everybody knows that's how, you know, rich people get richer. So, um, that's, that's something that I try to portray, uh, to young guys. Don't tell me how much money you have. Mm -hmm. Tell me how much money your money makes you. Right. And, and at the end of the day, it kind of flips the script in their mind. And it's like, okay, I have to buckle down, make this money. Don't spend it, Mm -hmm. put it in the smart spot. So I can, I can see a return from that. And then, then we can budget off that return. Right. And then that's just compounding your interest. For sure. Cause not everybody's going to play the amount of years you've played in your in your career yeah so some of these guys it might be 
playing for four, getting paid well, but now you've got a whole nother life to live. No doubt. You know? No doubt. Yeah. Right. And they're young too. I mean, I, I, I was fortunate to play for 14 years in the league mm -hmm. and uh, I'm retiring at 36. So That's amazing. Uh, I'm a little bit. You went out with a bang though. <sighs> Texan Texans one year you yep. scored. Yep. Hammy got a little pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, tweet my hammy. I thought I was ready to go a little bit before they held me out for four weeks. They're like, get, you know, I didn't go to training camp. So they're like, get your body used to it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, just try to enjoy it, man. I, I, I kind of went in, in, went into, um, the year last year, obviously the Texans, uh, you know, they fired their head coach. who was a great coach, Coach Cully. They're kind of in a. They were kind of in. A, got a brand new quarterback. They're mm -hmm. you know they had Tyrod kind of went down, uh, had some injuries as well, and and they're kind of in a rebuilding year. So I, the perspective for me was to just give as much as I can and yeah. and and help young guys as much as I can. You know, we, I knew we weren't going to make the playoffs. You know, I knew we weren't going to have a shot at the Super Bowl. So mm -hmm. it's just like, what can I do to help? Like, what sure. can I what can I do to give? And and as soon as I kind of changed that perspective. Uh, not what I can get from this, but what I can give to this. It, mm -hmm. it, it, I showed up happier every day. Yeah. You know, I, I showed up with intent. That's awesome. And, and it was um, it was a great experience, man. And I love those guys. I still talk to those guys. Um, they're sending me some cleats and gloves. So next time we get on the field, I, I got I'm you. I'm in. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I was talking to my buddy, uh, Mike Lee, before you left about the adrenaline from performing. Yeah. It's hard to get that anywhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does that itch ever come back or, uh, or how yeah. do you, how do you kind of use that so energy? far? Like so far, I've never been able to duplicate the, the adrenaline rush of, of playing the game, uh, in yeah. front of, you know, 80,000 people. Yeah. Um, I, it's something that I do worry about. Um, I, I don't know how to duplicate that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, you can't, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it and a big part of last year uh for me was putting that to bed mm -hmm. and uh you know my last game um as a as a texan and my last game uh as an nfl athlete mm -hmm. you know i i wanted to you know do all i can to feel that again right and some games you don't you know mm -hmm. it's just some sometimes it feels like work you right. know run the show ponies around the field and entertain sure. the, the people but i wanted to kind of buckle down and 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 really feel that uh one last time end up having a great game mm -hmm. uh we lost but uh That's right. you know we all we we left with smiles and 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 some tears and 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 that feeling uh is something that'll stick with me mm -hmm. forever i mean i i remember uh you know returning the opening kick of a super bowl it's insane and you know we we're playing in arizona it was my first super bowl i played in i was the starting kicker turner and and you know, the nerves of, of returning a kickoff. And, this, and I said, I don't give a, I don't give a crap how far it goes back in the end zone. I'm taking this thing out right. because I'm going <laughs> to give myself a chance. Yeah. I want to, I want to score this. Right. But you know, I think we got up getting stopped at the 19, which pissed me off. That's but, pretty sick. Though. Yeah. But I remember, you know, they, they lined the kick up. It's the biggest game of the year. Uh, it was, it was the most, you know, in hindsight, it, I, I figured out it was the most watched sporting event to date it still might be i'm not wow. sure but just to receive that kickoff and watch the 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 flash the flashes go uh mm -hmm. go off around the stadium i was like you know i wanted to see it yeah, feel yeah. it and i it's just bulbs because right. everybody gets that first kickoff. happens fast man. and you catch it and you run and then you get you get you know you get hit and then you know the nerves kind of subside a little bit and then you start getting into game mode mm -hmm. and um but yeah i mean that adrenaline that 
you know, that, that, that fire that burns inside of you on Sunday is, is something that, you know, you can't really, you can't really duplicate, but I'm going to, I'm a competitive guy by nature. I'm going to try to find some Avenue. I've been watching pickleball on ESPN. So I know, uh, it's big out here, man. The founder of the major league, uh, pickleball league is here. Is he? Um, there's a lot of tournaments going on soon. Yeah. And they developed, they developed an app called duper. Yeah. So you play with your friends, you play in local tournaments, and then you eventually get average a certain rating, yep. and then you're eligible to play on these teams. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. I don't know if you just saw uh, KD, Kevin Durant was in town. Yeah, dude, I saw he that. He was playing. On, yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. Oh, that's cool. awesome, man. That's something that I want to get into, you know, once I get the shoulder right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just to find the competitive edge, I feel like it's so necessary as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go out there, compete, you know, try to win and and get the feeling of of competing you know in sure. in you know it's it's just so hard to duplicate once you get out of your respect it's pretty sport. funny too about uh pickleball compared to other sports almost always in sport yeah you have sportsmanship but it's like kill or be killed out there <laughs> no, no and doubt pickleball yeah. is like one of the only games where you can rally crush and then eat the net or just completely crush the ball, you know, out of the, the stands. Yeah. And then you're complimenting each other. Right. You know, it's just like very friendly, very like right. proper. Yeah. But in those moments of battle, it's like, it's a war. Oh, no question. Um, no so. question. That's And that's a true sign of a competitor too, I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, lay it all out there between the whistles. And then oh, afterwards, yeah. you know, we're that's boys. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to try to choke you out between the whistles. For but sure. After I'm that, ready to die for this point. Let's go get a, <laughs> yeah, let's go get a sandwich after. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and have a blast. Uh-huh. <laughs> when do you think you're going to be able to play? I got a couple. I got like one month left. Okay. I'm getting stronger. I, it's my second, uh, it's my second week of actual rehab. I had a, I had to lay off of it for a month, mm-hmm. uh, five weeks. So you then, were just in Europe as yep, well, right? Just got back from Europe. Uh, wanted to kind of, you know, break up the, uh, rehab a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. or, or just chilling in my house playing Mario Kart. Yep. So I, uh, went out to Europe for, for two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, got to travel. I told myself when I get done playing, I'm going to take a year off of, uh, of everything and just travel, see the world, try to fill my passport up with stamps and sure. And just, and just become more cultured. And that's dope. I'm going to have to join you on one of these Let's trips. Let's rip. Yeah. yeah we got you. Yeah. I got to bring this up just because I think it's important to highlight things that are rare. Mm-hmm. Amendola doesn't have an Instagram. No Instagram. No Instagram. No Instagram. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been on it. I've had it. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to flip my perspective on uh, relationships and, and um, you know, often you, you, uh, you go into a situation as a public figure and, and you meet somebody and uh, a, a lot of times it's what can they get from you? Uh, knowing that I'm on Instagram, they, they, I can provide, um, you know, uh, maybe an outlet for them to become sure. more popular. It becomes very transactional. Exactly. And, and I kind of wanted to nip that in the bud really. And, and I've, I've noticed my relationships have gotten stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of fluff floating around in my head, uh, less distraction and, just getting back to the old school way of thinking, mm-hmm. man, I feel like social media is great for, uh, for business and companies. And, and luckily my business and, and was on the field and I, and I, all I had to do was get open on first, second or third down, catch the mm-hmm. ball, score a touchdown, you know, and, and, and oftentimes I feel like, uh, you know, the youth now 
kind of takes away the competitive edge of let's go out there and do all we can to win a game. Sometimes I feel like guys either in college, high school, NFL, like they only really want to play so they can get a sick pick and put it on the ground. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. No. You know what I'm saying? You're, and, and if you know that I'm not here, if you know, if you're my teammate, like last year, I got off social media and coming to work each day, guys knew that. And, and I had a great following, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I, I stomped that out and, and guys look at me now. They're like, okay, he's not in it to, he's not in it to get famous. He's, not, sure. he's in it to, he's in it to win. And, and, and that's just per personal preference for mm -hmm. me. I, I understand, um, you know, Instagram and social media can make you money and it's made me a lot of money. And, 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 you know, you gotta, you have to be willing to put yourself out there mm -hmm. to do that. Um, it's certainly a tool if used, if used correctly. Definitely. Definitely. And, and, you know, it's a great way to keep up with friends sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Um, really what I've, what I've noticed, you know, is a lot less DMS and a lot more text messages yeah. and a lot more of a personal relationship. Mm -hmm. Whereas it's easy just to comment on a picture and say, sure. okay, that's my boy. Right. But at the same time it's Hey, how are you doing, man? Right. Like how's life? Mm -hmm. How's your family? How's your career? How are you feeling? Right. You know, are you healthy? Are you happy? And, and, mm -hmm. and those relationships, uh, my relationships really have kind of been amplified and, um, I feel like they hold more value than mm -hmm. kind of the surface level stuff you see online. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I think that resonates really well. And you said like something like fluff, you know, I've been a victim of it. You're scrolling endlessly and right. you're just like, it's either gratifications or trying to connect with people. Right. Um, and then I was just talking about this before, you know, you know, it's kind of taking a turn here in the conversation, but suicide for men right, right. now are very, very high, not just athletes. Yeah. And a lot of that, I think, is because once you're done scrolling and if you're alone, you know, all that, those voices in the head get loud, you know, yeah. like that, that engagement with something that's right in front of you and your screen, okay, shuts off. Now what do you do? Yeah. People don't remember how to handle those, that, that stillness, the quiet. Exactly. You know? yep. Or have those conversations with themselves. Like every now and then I knock on that dark, you know, that quiet room in my head and just see what's going on. You got to ask questions, you know, and no I don't think, I think a lot of people are scared to do that. Yeah. Hence why, you know, things like mental health is, you know, a very big topic right now. Yeah. No question, man. I, and, and to just to eliminate, I think the, the validation that you think you may need mm -hmm. from certain amount of likes that you, think you should get from people that you don't even know mm -hmm. or you know you read a comment say you played a bad game and mm -hmm. you read a comment uh a dm from a, a jets fan yeah. or something like <laughs> usually in, in the olden days you know you had if you wanted to talk crap to me mm -hmm. at an away game you had to buy a ticket to the game you had to spend your hard-earned money right and go to the game sit close enough to the mm -hmm. to the bench so you could talk crazy right and i could hear you and uh, <laughs> I would either get a chuckle out of it, turn around, say something. Or, yeah. But you paid your hard-earned money to get into the game. Thank right. you for coming to the game. For sure. Thank you for talking crap to me. Thank mm -hmm. you for raising my level of play. Right. And and you know that's you know that's that's fine. That's for business. sure. But that's when part you're of out, sport. exactly. But when you're out and you're sitting in your room and and you're by yourself and you're scrolling and you're reading all these comments that you're so accessible to, mm -hmm. you're making yourself accessible. Yeah. You're letting these people talk. Right. Now it crazy becomes that, like now it starts to feel like you're getting attacked. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, 
some people deal with it well. I, I kind of brush it under the rug. And but there there are certain there are definitely certain times where you know somebody says one thing and it kind of eats you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's happened to everybody. Yeah. But at the same time, why do we make ourselves so accessible uh to being ridiculed and for sure vice versa i mean yeah i think that's you know it's it's human error yeah we're all human we all (laughs) yeah have our insecurities and things we handle really well and things we don't Uh, yeah that's kind of like why i love you know collective you know there's places like church for a lot of people no question church rehab therapy everything bro so it's so important you know athlete or not ceo or not to come in here and feel like you have a community behind you. Yeah. You know, if you just push the 500 pound sled across the room and you're on your hands and knees at the end, yeah. but then all of a sudden a coach or another member is giving you a high five at the end. Yeah. Like that, those are, those are little wins that add up oh, in a very big way. hundred percent. That's what, that's what, that having that atmosphere in that locker room and, mm-hmm. and, and transitioning that to a, to collective and mm-hmm. to, to, uh, you know, the gym space is something that, you can't replace bro. And, and thankfully you guys are here to, to offer that to people. Mm-hmm. And, and I think guys that maybe ex athletes and, and, and maybe, you know, CEOs and, and guys that come in here and, and they acknowledge that are, are the ones that are going to show up the next day. Yeah, for sure. You've been a part of, I mean, world renowned facilities, yep. you know, in your career and then just, um, gyms in LA and different things. Yeah. Like- how would you compare like what we're doing over here? This is top notch, man. I mean, every, from the minute you walk in, uh, you know, the, the desk is right here. You get a friendly face, you know, usually a high five, a dap. Everybody's, everybody's cool as hell here. I feel like you guys got a lot of great trainers. Mm-hmm. Obviously I, I either work with you or, or rain, um, in, in my time here. And then, um, you know, obviously a lot of, a lot of gyms that I've been a part of don't have the medical aspect where you guys have Sam here, the, the medical aspects huge where it kind of, it kind of encompasses the, the, uh, a, a real life training facility at, at an organization. Um, and, and you got, I like how you guys any Annie'd up and put the, uh, put the swag store in the front too, because yeah. you could, you could go in, have a great time, get a great workout, get in the sauna, get in the steam room, get in the cold plunge, uh, get some treatment leave in an hour and a half, two hours, and then, and then get it and get a sick fit on the way yeah, out. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's a good little solid, setup, man. Yeah. Yeah. We love that. We kind of just like are able to bring everybody together. And I just love the fact that you could, you two members can come in. One can be an athlete. One can be a CEO or one could be an entrepreneur and CPG yeah. or whomever it might be. And then you have, then you guys end up in the sauna at the same time. Yep. And it's like, this guy's in awe of you. Yeah. You know, this is just, you know, white collar person, massive hedge fund, let's say. Yeah. And then you're in there, Super Bowl winner. Yep. He's in awe of you. But at the same time, it's like, no, 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 my man. I'm going to learn from you here. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? I'll tell you some cool oh, stories huge. and all that shit, but and, I'm here to learn. You, you can actually teach me a lot. And that's what collective is all about, man. It's a yeah. collection of of people from all different various aspects of life that could work with each other, mm-hmm. potentially work, um, you know, in the same field partner and do some of the same stuff. A lot of real estate guys here, mm-hmm. a lot of, um, you know, entrepreneurs here, guys that are, are making investments and, 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 and a really kind of everybody's in the same playing field, yep. different aspects, um, different positions on the field, but same field, which everybody can vibe well with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, my man. Well, I think we covered a lot. 
Sweet. Anything dude. you want to leave with the people? No, nah, man. I'm about to go get my rehab. About to, you know, keep this train moving, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, can find another, find another thing I can get better at, yeah. and, and go from there. Let's, let's grub soon at Lose. Shout out to Lose. Shout out Lose. Yeah, the rotisserie it. chicken at the Lose potatoes, here in Austin. The sauces. It's the best. The watermelon feta. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> All right, brother. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, bro.